Hello there, welcome to this week's Bet McLean Football Show. This week we're in the company of Korean winger Jimmy Glacken and Glen Torn striker Darren Murray. Gentlemen, you're very welcome to the show. Good to see you. Lots to chat about. Darren, you come off the back of uh, a win last night in the County Adam Shield. Yeah, it was a tough game. Lauren, always going to be a tough opposition. You know, but it was a... Uh, Hard fought game and right to the end, when in the extra time we got the goal to win it, so we were happy enough. And happy too because you've come off the back of that Cliftonville defeat where you probably thought that well the team should have got more out of it. Yeah, well it was, the Cliftonville game was near enough the same. You know, it was chance either chances either end and lucky enough they were able to take one right at the end when we went down the ten end. Let's go back a couple of weeks and this is the first we have seen you in the flesh since that bizarre red card. I appreciate the frustration. Looking back at it now, do you think it was fair enough? No, no. Because he's just pointing at the start. So I don't know who's pointing at me or the player behind me. And then by the time I'm passing him, he's telling me to go off your side. So he's wasting more time running after me to try and book me than he is before it. So in terms of the, the new rules as a player, are you confused? Number one, by leaving the, the pitch as a substitute and then also for, for penalties, because I can't make lighter day of it. And I, I find it from an outsider looking at, in that the referee's got a harder job than what he's ever had. For me, like if I'm sent off against Crusaders or I'm told to go off at the other side, how am I getting around the back of the net without their supporters or getting into our supporters to walk around and get in the change rooms? You can't just do it for one team and not the rest of the teams in the league. So if you're a cruise, they can't just go, oh, I know what, take your time walking off. But then on other teams, I oh, go off that side. It's, it's madness. I don't think they thought about it, for our league anyway. Were you told at the start of the season, darn, about the new laws? Yeah, yeah. I think every team got a, a meeting with the referees and they came in and told us all. But I don't think the referees were happy with it themselves whenever they were telling us about it. I think they were saying it was a bit stupid as well. So, you know, you just have to go by what they want you to do. What was said in your dressing room after that red card then? Were the boys all feeling sorry for you? No, I don't think they were. I think it was, they were more, probably even more so angry with me that they thought that I was in the wrong, but, you know, I wasn't, really. And have, have, have they seen that now since they've seen I the footage? I've watched the footage. I think the, the managers and stuff, Mick and Wendy's, had a look at it and went, well, it's bizarre that he's, even, he's pointing at the start and he hasn't told me nothing until I actually run by him. So, I don't know. I think he's in the wrong, but sure. To say so. It's funny, Pete, um, we were talking there about last night's match whenever the Glens beat Lauren in the County Adam Shield. Darren Murray scored the winner. Yeah, and, and I'm sure, listen, we've seen Robbie McDade score a bucket full in recent weeks and whatever, and, and maybe sitting on the sidelines watching that, I'm sure you were delighted to get on the score sheet. Yeah, it was just a good, they get 90 minutes, and then the 10 actually as well, it was a wee bit too much for the legs, but I think it scored and it was t- tucked straight off after, which was great. And it was the winning goal, so you can't beat it. Um, in, in terms of, you know, you, you've, you've been from club to club. Have you found your home now at the Oval? No, I feel settled now, you know. Everything seems right and I'm full-time at the minute, so it's going the right direction at the minute. I bumped into Mick McDermott in town randomly yesterday and just the, the, the feeling I got from him is that he's buzzing with what's going on in the club football-wise. You seem to be in a good place. The team seems to be in a good place. Obviously, a few frustrating results, but where, where are the team? at the, I know we're still early on the season, but where are the team overall? I think Mike just takes him with Danders in the town to make sure our boys aren't in bars. <laughs> <laughs> so he does. But um, no, as collective as a team, and everyone's, you know, we're all well gelled together. We all like to go out and have a bit of food, a bit of banter in the change room. As I said before, Elvio's the, 
the barber in the in the change room at the minute, you know, so boys are Must he charging? Does the tax man know about that? He's not charging. The boys are just as scared to go back to their own barbers and pay their tenors and fifteen quid. So Elvio's Elvio's stepping up and cutting people's hairs at the minute. The improvement in the league keeps on getting better and better in terms of, you know, more professional setup, players playing full time like yourself. Um, the facilities as well are getting better and the Oval's just got a brand new gym. Yeah, the gym's gym's probably one of the best I've seen at any football club. And, you know, it's it's Obviously, what they need going forward is a full-time professional club, and we can only get better of it. Jimmy, great to see you. You're becoming a, a, a bit of a hero up in the showgrounds, that's for sure, second in the table. Um, can you put into words just how, how you're feeling with your game at this particular moment in time? Because obviously, your time at the cruise was fairly frustrating. Um, first of all, thank you. Um, not too sure to be honest. I don't really want to say too much because I don't, don't really want to put yourself? I don't really want to put the blink on it. So I'm, I'm sort of I'm just enjoying it and just really enjoying it. That's really playing under Oren Kearney. You know, he did wonders at the club. He left. He's come back. He's doing wonders again. Tell us about playing for him and what he's like as a man manager. Um, personally, he's been absolutely super with me. It's, it's any every Saturday. It's just. Go and do what you can do. Go and prove others wrong. Just do it for yourself and sort of play with that smile on your face. And to be honest, it's very hard when you haven't really worked under own. His man management skills are second to none. He's, he's absolutely super. He's, he's come in, he's got in-house objectives for us to meet, like for every fixture, you know. So and we're sort of we're doing that as a team and it's just really enjoyable, to be honest. Personally, Whenever Rodney left and he had brought you into the club, for yourself, were you concerned at that particular moment in time? Whenever a new coach has come in, someone who didn't bring you to the club himself? Oh yeah, hundred um, percent. I really have to thank Rod for firstly bringing me to the club, and I'm really good mates with Rod anyway. So it was it was very hard when he when he did leave. It was, it was sort of I was sort of thinking, uh, what's next for me? Am I going to stay here? What, who's going to come in? Are they going to like me as a player? But as soon as Owen was brought in, I was like, right, he's tried to get me before I went to the cruise, so I'm sort of I'm going to have to knuckle down here and sort of prove to him why he, why he did go after me. And in Rod's case, it was it was absolutely gutted to be honest. It was the night he actually the night he went, I, I was phoning and texting him to see what was going on and what was the crack. And it was hard. It was hard for me, and I didn't know really really know what was going to happen after the season we had and stuff. So I was really I was worried at a stage to be honest. Yeah. It's all working out brilliantly for you. Perhaps, I don't know whether you would agree or not, Bigo, but probably playing some of the best football of his career. He's been phenomenal this season. And I've always said it about Jamie, when he's on his game, he's one of the most dangerous players in the league. And it's brilliant for him. You've got this fantastic relationship with the Colerian fans. And the Colerian fans, they're a special breed, actually, the Colerian fans. So how much um, does that mean to you, Jamie, at this stage in your career? Yeah, they're absolutely super. Some, Colerian's some, a massive club. They're, we played the cruise there the other week, and I'd, Jesus, I looked up at the stands, and there was just they were just packed to the rafters, even this, over the far side of it. Like I've never seen it as full in all my life. And we played, we actually played Glentorn there a couple of Tuesdays ago, and the, the the turnout they came there on a Tuesday night, like cold wet Tuesday night, was absolutely super. And I can only be thankful for them. They've been absolutely super for me, and they've they've guided me and made me one of their own. Like so. And you've got Ben Doherty, who for me has probably been the player of the season so far. I would argue very strongly with that. And you've got Owen Bradley scoring these fantastic free kicks. Aaron Trainer's back. Linton Keane's looking like his old self. So there's a real 
there's a development in that Coleraine side. It was sadly missing last season, and I've said all I need to say about that. But Coleraine looks like a real team again, Jimmy. They do, and it's, I think it's going back to that there sort of we've got like a player for every position and every Saturday it's you hold on to the shirt if you don't hold on to the shirt you're, you're out simple as that and Oren's got that mindset in where you literally have to hold on to the shirt and if you don't then there's no point in coming knocking on the door because you, you didn't you didn't do what you done last Saturday so it's it's he's installed a real happiness and just brother brotherhood into the club like so before Oren's time at St Mirren he was on this show early part of the season. The boys had gone undefeated. He called our questions lazy journalism um, in terms of can Coleraine go on and win the league. I'm not going to ask you can Coleraine go and win the league, but in terms of where you are now, where you are now does it surprise you? You're second, you're three points behind the crews. Um, it's all to play for. Yeah, well, I've got a couple of stick off a couple of boys there last night at Trin saying... Um about a few people saying that we wouldn't finish top six, top three, but see, to be really honest, I'm not really focused on that. I'm just, we're, we're more focused on every Saturday, take one game as it comes, and look, we'll let, we'll let the pundits and chat whatever way they want, but at the end of the day, I know how good the squad is, and I know, I just don't really want to go on too much of how where we'll finish, how we'll finish, because it's, it's early on yet. And we, Are you enjoying proving people wrong? Are we enjoying proving people wrong? We? Um, I'm not saying anything yet. It's, it's early days. It's early days. But so far, so far, it's been, it's, it's been good. It's been enjoyable. You talk about trying to, obviously, keep the shirt week in, week out. Uh, that's, uh, at the, the, the squad at the Glens now, compared to last season, is, is, is night and day. Competition for places. How difficult is it to break back into the team? Well, I, I had an injury after the third game of the season, so when I was going well, and then, you know, a wee slight injury in my knee and then the boys have come in, we Paul O'Neill. Curtis hasn't played this season as much and he's coming back from injury, so you have to look at the, them boys coming back, Paul coming back from the under-21s, you know, and they're going to be fighting as well. So, like myself, Robbie's been doing the business, he's been scoring goals, Elvio's been playing well, Hervey, the three across the top have been doing well scoring goals, so it's always hard to get your shirt back on and get in, get in 80 minutes if the boys in front of you are doing too well. At the end of the day, the league is still an amateur league. Obviously, there's, there is full-time pros like yourself. Um, but in terms of you know, game, game after game after game, you guys have been through some run at the minute, and now you play Friday night. Well, what's that been like for the squad? Well, it, it's, it's been good enough. What, four games in? 12 days, I think it is. Um, but it's, you know, with boys are that can come in and do a job, when our boys' legs are tired. You know, Robbie took a last night off because... I think he had a small knock, but he'd probably come back on Friday and do a job again. So you never know. He can be playing one week and out the next week, and then f- and if you're playing the Tuesday game, you're on the Tuesday. You know, so you're getting you're getting your ninety minutes. You're getting the running in your legs as well. So you just have to take it as it comes. It's a team game. You know, I mean, you have to sacrifice that and just whenever the three points come abo- come aboard, everyone's happy enough to take them. I asked Jamie about the Korean fans and the Atlantorn fans. They've come out in their numbers, and I know they like you, Darren. They're probably the only fans that have liked me in the past <laughs> couple of years. But, um, no, they are. They're brilliant. They've been brilliant since I've come in, you know, obviously because I've been doing well. But they've been brilliant with everyone. People told me before I joined, they give an awful lot of boys stick and it's hard to listen to them. But I haven't heard nothing yet, you know, since Megan, when they've come in and the back, the back staff and stuff, the, the fans have been come out, come out in their numbers. 
Like the, I think the other week there was like three, over 3,000 people at the over, which was great. It's, it's amazing to play in front of that many people. And that's what you go and play football for. You want to play in front of as many people as you can. Do you, do you, sorry, Pete, do you think you're misunderstood as a footballer and a person? Because I've known you for a while and I've always found you to be a great guy. Like, but um, maybe people outside of the game or um, even within the game don't see that. Just before you answer that, right? I could say the same for you. I think you're misunderstood. <laughs> <laughs> and I've known you a long time. I think it's just probably on the football pitch that people misunderstand me, you know, because I'm, I'm a bit nasty and a bit hard-headed, especially with other players and more so referees. But, you know, that's just part and parcel of the game. You just have to take it as it comes. You're a winner. You want to win. Yeah. Right. So we started the show, obviously, coming off the back of last night's win in the County Antrim Shield. So Ballymena, the Glens, Cliftonville and Harden, the both Welders, ended the draw for the County Antrim Shield. Who do you want? I take any of them, to be honest. You, know, you, you want to play the, the best teams. You know, you're not the best teams out, you probably get a lesser team. But sure, the lesser teams are in the same hat as you, so they're, they're doing well as well. But as I says, we'll take any team as it comes. This is the Bet McLean Football Show from Cool FM into this week's fixtures. We'll start Friday night. Um, you're away to Lauren. Um, you've just beaten them. Um, I mean, will it be a different game come Friday night, particularly down there? Yeah, they, they move a the ball a lot quicker on their own pitch, I, I feel, especially because it's the, the plastic stuff compared to the grass. You know, so that they have it down to the tee what way they play down there. So we just have to go on with our game plan and stick to it, you know, as we've done last night as it is. We had a game plan and theirs didn't work as good as ours did. So hopefully that happens for us on Friday night. How important have set pieces been for you this season? Massively, I think, uh, with Haravoy. You know, you, you don't know what's happening. You know, if he gets a free kick, you're either turning away, running with him, or else it's in the keeper's hands. But he usually, nine times out of ten, hits the target. Corner was, uh, we should be scoring, I think, a lot more goals with set plays. But, you know, it'll come with time over the season. How do you think the Glance will do come Friday? It's always tough whenever you play back-to-back games against the same opposition. Linfield showed how to do it whenever they hammered Dungannon last week, having beaten them heavily in the cup. But whenever you've got two teams who are similar standard, and I think Glentorn and, and Larn are at that, it's very, very hard for one team to win twice in a row. And that's why I think Larn will probably nick it. Um, sorry, Darren. I just think that um, Larn on home soil will win and they'll be gunning for revenge. Mind you, Darren scored the winner midweek, so what's to say if he starts or comes off the bench, he won't score it again, but I'm going to go 2-1 to Larn, Pete, on this one. Jimmy? Um, tied again. Um, I think Clintorn there, like with Darren himself, Robbie, there, there's goals all over the team. Like They pack a punch, but as he says about your, your man Plum, he's... He whipped the corner. He, he, he came on. He came on against us two Tuesdays ago and whipped two corners in. I've never seen Gerard do them. Like he, he puts. He, he, there's like no backlift on them. He's like literally. He's that's quote of the week. <laughs> that's high praise. He's very. He's, he's superb from set pieces and maybe a set piece could tell him Friday night. Have you got a score for us? I'll go one each. One each. Okay. Excellent. In the Saturday then, um, Carrick against Dungannon, and it's a must win for both. Well, more so for Carrick, I would have thought. Like, Dungannon have points on the board, although um, recently their form hasn't been that good. They've been leaking goals left, right and centre, and that's something that Chris Lindsay will want to eradicate. 
Carrick, though, dangerous opposition. Um, uh, like they need a, a win, and because of that, I'm going to go for them. I think Stuart Nixon could be the de decisive factor in that match. I'm going to go for Carrick to win 2-1. Difficult for teams of that ilk to go to Carrick and get a result. That's why I think Carrick will win the game. Darren? Uh, well, we, we played Carrick, I think, last week and beat them 3-1. Your boy Nixon was a handful for our defenders. A lot of boys were talking about him after. But um, I just think Dungannon have that wee bit more extra on them. And obviously they beat us at the start of the season, but I just think Dungannon will edge it. And you boys went behind the character. Did that, yeah. that give you a kick up the backside? It was just silly defending from us, to be honest, from a, th a long throw. So, but it will go with Dungannon probably 2-0. Jamie? Uh, I think Chris will get a response out of his players. Um, I'm not too sure. You don't know what way Carrick's going to come out. I've, I would say 1-0 Dungan. I'm going to say a scrappy 1-0. You were always going to go for Dungannon, though, given your history yeah, no, there. <laughs> Be curious to see how you, what you go with next. Um, well, you're not actually going to give us a result, but it's, um, it's Crusaders against Coleraine at the weekend. And, and how do you feel approaching this particular game? I think any player in the game has to go into these sort of games really enjoying it because it's the games you want to play in. It's have you, have you, got, have you got an even bigger point to prove this weekend? No, no. As, as, as I say, I'm enjoying my football at the minute, so I just want to continue enjoying it. And whatever happens, happens. And hopefully it comes out the blue and white side. Crusaders against Coleraine. It's arguably um, game of the weekend. Game of the season so far, Pete. It's um, number one against number two. Crusaders have been in sensational form, but the one league game that they lost was to Coleraine when he's absolutely battered them up there and, and Jamie was superb that game. So there'll be revenge in the air there as well. Um, but Coleraine, listen, they've, they've kind of had Crusaders number under Owen Kearney. His last match before he went to St Mirren, he went to Seaview and won 3-0. And Coleraine were absolutely blistering that night. I think if um, Crusaders are to win, they've got to come out of the blocks quickly and put Coleraine under serious pressure. Um, but I think Coleraine have got a character about them, a steeliness about them. They're looking a lot stronger defensively than they were last season. And I could see them getting a point there and maintaining their unbeaten record. So um, I'm going to go 1-1 there. Um, real titanic encounter, that one. Um, That'll be a very, very interesting match to watch. And just before we get your score prediction, Darren, Jamie, in terms of you know unbeaten record, uh, with each week, does the pressure mount on that? Are you just talking about keeping that going? No, as I say, or, uh, behind scenes, Oren's got different sort of objectives for us, sort of targets to meet, and we've really done that. And we've we've done that by taking it one game as one game at a time. It's a little cliche, but we're not really focusing on anything else on our next games and. Owen's got us well set up and built in for that, so... Who do you think's going to win? I think there'll be plenty of goals, though, because both teams do love a couple of goals between them. Last time I went to the showgrounds was to see these boys play, Lauren, I was expecting plenty of goals and there was none. No, <laughs> no what I do, you know, cruiser, cruiser firing as well, you know. I watched uh, Coleraine and us on Tuesday night and did a couple of great opportunities as well. And our keeper made a couple of great saves, but I think I think it'll be a 3-2 game, but I'm going to go with a 3-2 to cruise. Okay, excellent stuff. Institute against Cliftonville. Cliftonville are playing some amazing football. They are. I was here last night, Pete, whenever they won on penalties, and I thought Ronan Doherty in the middle of the park was superb. What a footballer he is. 
the um, Cliftonville fans are going to grow to love him. I'm certain about that. But the hero ultimately was Richard Brush, the goalkeeper who Paddy McLaughlin believes is the best goalkeeper in the Irish League. That's a healthy debate, I'm sure. Um, but I'll tell you what, Brush is having a fantastic season and you've got to pay credit to that, that lad because he had a, a stroke in 2018. Most people would have probably said, that's it, I'm not coming back. But Richard showed incredible character, showed great resilience and now look at him, he's performing out of his skin. It's also a big match for Paddy McLaughlin on Saturday because he's come back to Institute where he made his name and um, some of the football that Cliftonville played last night had Paddy McLaughlin written all over it. You know, they were passing, very patient, probing and eventually they got the job done. Um, uh, so I think Cliftonville will go there and win with a bit to spare. I've been impressed by what Institute have done since Sean Connors came in but I don't think there'll be any match for the Reds. I can see Cliftonville winning that 4-1. Darren? Clemble are firing on all cylinders at the minute, you know. They've come off the back of a good couple of wins over the past week or two. Um, Institute, uh, we played them, I can't even remember, a good load of weeks ago, I think it was the start of the season. And they were trying to pass the ball, but I don't think they'd just clicked just as yet. Obviously they were struggling with their manager coming in and stuff, but they seem to have their feet on the ground now, but I just can't see them getting past Clemble C now. Alright, Jamie? Yeah, I think Cliftonville's got a bit too much firepower, to be honest. Um, Institute with change of managers and stuff, and maybe haven't really found their feet yet at the minute. I would say Cliftonville 2 0. Alright, okay. I'm expecting goals. Linfield against Ballymena, which should be very, very tasty. And again, Linfield are scoring for fun. Well, Pete, this was the match of the season last time around because Linfield and Ballymena were going toe to toe for the title. Um, uh, they come Enter this match on the back of contrasting results. Linfield lost their penalty shootout. Ballymena won their penalty shootout in the County Antrim Shield. Um, will that have a bearing on it? I'm not really sure. Um, but I should mention two young lads who played for Linfield against Cliftonville. Dale Taylor and Charlie Allen came on at 15 years of age. These guys are the real deal. Um, like Dale scored a, a brilliant goal to get. Yeah, he scored a brilliant goal to get Linfield back into it and. They won't be around in the Irish League for too long, believe me, they can go right to the top. But it just goes to show the strength and depth of the Linfield squad. Well it does, and it also um, shows you that Cliftonville did well to beat them at the same time. I don't think Ballymena will get a result against Linfield, I think Linfield will come out strong. I said last week that I fully expected Linfield to go on a, a surging run of form in the league, and I, I, I'm not backing down from that. Although. David Jeffrey come back to Windsor, it's always special and um, it'll probably be just as entertaining watching Healy and Jeffrey go toe to toe on the touchline here as it will the players on the pitch. But I'll go Linfield to win 3-1, Shane Lavery's back from international duty and um, I think he could be the difference. Jimmy? I think this will be a set piece tell this game, to be honest, I think it's going to come, something's going to come from a set piece. But you can't look past Linfield's firepower from set pieces either. It's, Corners are nearly penalties at times. Kelliger and Stafford are frightening in the air. Like it's just one of them ones where if you're marking them, you're like, ah, oh, no. I'm in for a, I'm in for a day here. Like. Score? 2-1. Two, 2-1 one. Two, one of it. David Jeffy will relish coming back here, though. He'll oh, enjoy listen, it. Like. He will love it. You can imagine him in the dressing room pumping those players up. They'll be beating down walls to get out onto the pitch. 
Jeffrey will walk out. He should get a fantastic reception here from the Linfield fans. But come match time, Jeffrey will be desperate to win for Ballymena. And listen, I don't um, think it's a foregone conclusion, by the way. I just think Linfield are going to win because they've got better players. And um, Healy will want a response from last night. How's the score for us, Darren? Um, I'm going to go 2 on Linfield. Just as Jimmy says, their set pieces are always on point. Kirk Miller's firing all cylinders as well again this season. So um, I'm going to go 2 on them. I think that would be a bit too much for Ballymena. Final game of the weekend, Warren Point against Glenavon. And Warren Point maybe where everyone expected him to be at the start of the season. Glenavon certainly not. Well, if there's not goals in this game, I'll be amazed because both defences have been leaking like sieves all season. Um, uh, so if it's nil-nil, I'll be stunned. It's a tough game to call, Pete, because you really don't know what Warren Point are going to turn up. If, if it's a Warren Point that played in the second half against Dungannon, I would back them to win. But they've only played what I would consider one great half of football all season. So um, you just don't know. It's very unpredictable. And Glenavon are kind of the same. Like Glenavon have got really fantastic players, but they haven't performed consistently. At some point, at some point it's going to click, you would hope. You would think from, Maybe it will be this would, weekend. You would think from Glenavon's point of view, but because it's so unpredictable, I'm going to go 2-2 because I genuinely don't have a clue how this one's going to pan out. Uh, I'm going to stick with Stevie. Stevie was a coach of mine when I was at Warren Point, so I'm going to stick with him and go 2-1 to Warren Point. At Warren Point, is it? Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know, as Spico says, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know who's going to turn up. Or I'm going to say 2-1 Glenavon. 2-1 Glenavon. Excellent. Before we let you boys go, just from your own personal perspective, what's... Your, you know, what, what's your hopes for, for the remainder of the season? I know there's a long way to go, but just for yourself personally. Just to, to take every game as it goes and collect as many points as possible and finish as high as possible in the league. You know, as a striker as well, you want to score as many goals as possible in one season. So hopefully I can do all three and we can claim a table together. Brilliant. Jimmy? Yeah, as Darren says, collect as many points as possible, but most importantly, enjoy it and keep playing with a smile on my face and start really putting pressure on myself. Oh, would it be fair to say you're both probably enjoying your football the most you've ever enjoyed it in your careers? Would that be probably, fair? Probably in the last five, six years for me it probably is. You know, you know, fans are loving me and I'm playing good, I'm scoring goals. I mean, so I haven't done that in a long way, probably my border down days. So I'm, I'm enjoying football at the minute as well as my life. Long may I continue? Yeah, well, Dungan was really, I loved Dungan myself, like I loved, loved the change in the way he played, sort of really suited me, but now again I'm sort of feeling that I'm touching towards them days again and I'm really, really enjoying it and hopefully long may it continue. Don't be surprised, Pete, to see these two um, winning cup competitions this season. I think the league's beyond them. Um, Coleraine, maybe, Glentoran still a long way to go to win the league title, but in terms of cup competitions, I think these boys could have winners' medals around their neck at some point this season. Gents, thank you very much for joining us. That's it for this week's Bet McLean Football Show. Thank you very much for watching. Enjoy your weekend's football, and we'll catch you next week.